Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Wherever you are, welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in character. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Summer Yeager and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, um, one time I watched this video and I honestly did this. Wow, I'm telling on myself a okay. lot lately. Um, I was going into an interview for a job I really wanted. And this something came across my feed where it basically was talking about how like your posture will oh. affect your mood and like how you come across to people <laughs> and it said like if you like put your arms up <laughs> if you walk into the interview with your arms <laughs> sp- spread eagle like that chest out they'll be like Whoa. arms up <laughs> i have to hire can, her can we hire her is she here for an interview <laughs> and so i remember thinking this is so stupid like, that's dumb, uh-huh. but I'm going to try it. <laughs> so anyway, sometimes now, just to make myself laugh, before I have to do something I feel unprepared for, I throw my arms in the air. <laughs> Not because I actually think it's going to make me better or anything, but just because I think of this whole... Like, there was so- somebody out there got a federal grant to do a study on how right. to come across and more And what they confident. discovered is that... Well, and it's probably has some physiological, like, yeah. when you're standing with good posture, your blood yeah. flow probably works better. Yeah. Your blood oxygenation is high. Obviously, like, when someone's cowering in the corner, you're not like, look at that example of boldness and confidence. <laughs> like, yes, okay, I get it. But anyway. <laughs> Maybe if you're interviewing just, to be like a spy or something, that's they'd like be a, like, that person's way too obviously confident. <laughs> they would be... That's that. That's something dumb that goes through my head regularly, and another dumb thing that goes through my head regularly uh, is that you know my dad was gonna be some kind of medical right. doctor. Mm-hmm. He was the professor of anatomy and physiology at Grand Canyon before he met Mormons. Anyway, he's really into all that stuff. So something that he told me years ago that I think about. Mm, at least once a week mm-hmm. is um, he wanted to demonstrate to me what having a lower cent of center of gravity means for being sturdy. Uh-huh. And so I think I was like, I was somewhere between five and seven. So I was really little and he goes, all right, I'm just going to stand normally. I want you to crouch down a little bit and try to push me. And I was able to move him, which uh-huh. was so exciting for me. Right. As a, Someone who's like six years old, I'm like, oh, I could push this giant man over, right. you know? And so anyway, all that to say, at least once a week, I tell myself like, yeah, well, you have a lower center of gravity and that means you are strong. <laughs> it applies in is some Is that a weird... thing that is taught to short people? Because <laughs> 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 nobody ever taught me about that. <laughs> Can you let us have it, please? Joy, can you let me? I'm gonna push you over. Just wait until we're done recording. I'm gonna show you. I can you. do it. I, I can, can do it. <laughs> Unless you put your arms in the air, 
and you appear super confident. <laughs> I can totally then I will just hire you for a job. Push you over. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, um, that's fun. That's just something, um, just so you guys, welcome to my brain. The files in it are weird. Right. Well, you're right. Um, I am Joy, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host and... Did I say when my dad taught me? What I meant was when he downloaded the files right. into my brain. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Yes. Um, all I can think of is how just like full I am right now. <laughs> we just quickly ate lunch. When you have to eat lunch this. so fast and then you have to go talk, it's kind of the worst. Right. Well, because when you eat fast, you just, it's so much easier to consume more than you wanted. Oh, the worst. But this episode... Is brought to you by Fired Pie. <laughs> <laughs> and Kiwi Guava Celsius, which has only 250 milligrams of caffeine. Only. <laughs> Just only. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I think that's, that's got to, someone needs to do a research study on that. There needs to be a grant for like how it is, how it has affected us. To have more caffeine available in smaller <laughs> packages. Like now yeah. you can also get just like powder. I know. I had a friend I know. like freak out and almost have an anxiety panic attack because he was so the powder. hyped up on yeah. caffeine. Yeah. And it's because he was trying to save money and not buy energy drinks. No. And so he bought this bag of powder, which just so you know, a serving size is like one eighth of a teaspoon. Does Ugh. it come with its own spoon? No. 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 They want you. So he grabbed a tablespoon. And the what saved, reading the back of this package saved his life, I'm pretty sure. And like, what What if you had just like dumped a spoon like right. it was sugar? Like, forget it. Over. Done. Well. I am going to be caffeinated shortly so right. that I can stay awake mm-hmm. because that hurt me. All of that, that hurt me. But you know, yeah. if I got into a squat position, no one could push me over <laughs> because I am short. And because science, <laughs> my dad told me about it. Anyway, <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail. Give me other short person tips and yeah, all the things what else that we're so good been? at. What else did you guys learn? <laughs> and it goes the other way, I'm sure. Yeah. Like if you were tall. Yeah. Well, Matthew was saying today the... how he he can see the top of everybody's fridge. Yeah. And the car. Like he just sees the top. He puts stuff on the car because he can, he can actually see it. I've never seen the top and... of my vehicle <laughs> ever in my whole life. I've never seen the top of my vehicle. And he just uses it as a we, carrying By the tray. way, we also... <laughs> We don't have like a sedan. <laughs> I should make that clear. What I haven't even seen the top of a sedan. Okay. Oh, <laughs> whoops! I have. I have seen the top of a small car. <laughs> nope, not but I. Not my car. You know what cars were weird? Were cars in the nineties? Um, they're weird. They're ugly. Okay. They're weird. My husband. There was sort of a phase of just ugly they're hideous and ugly and i don't understand why anybody did that mm-hmm. um my husband put on seinfeld the other night okay just because we were exhausted and we didn't want to do anything mm-hmm. and i have never watched seinfeld i've seen as someone who didn't have cable growing up yeah, i've either. seen like a few episodes if they were coming on maybe 
Like if it came on before the thing I wanted to watch, right. then um, you're not missing out. Sorry for all the Seinfeld fans. <laughs> wow, but ding 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 ding, you know, stupid sound. <laughs> the sound of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, it's like why? Just why? I don't know. Oh yeah, so it was I, a creative choice. There were like just every, the whole '90s aesthetic just depresses me. Okay. Um, and you know this is a theme we've been talking about the 90s mm-hmm. um and i'm also looking forward to when this generation that thinks they love the 90s <laughs> there's like a fly or something on my face it was like crawling on my glasses and <laughs> going near my eye <laughs> this is like when i choked on the beard hair <laughs> did you know that one yeah. time that i choked on the beard hair and they did hear the train they let us know okay so it's possible to hear the train. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is so irrelevant. Anyways, they're going to wear pants that get soaked at the bottom. This generation that's trying to own the 90s stuff. Oh, yeah. They're going to wear those pants and they're going to be full of regret eventually. Mm-hmm. Do you remember just yeah. the mornings of having the coldest ankles mm-hmm. of your entire existence? Yeah. And it was hor- That's, I mean, honestly, all pants for me because I'm short. <laughs> honestly, just regular pants. <laughs> Like, please don't take my skinny jeans. All my pants were capris. So (laughs) Please don't take my skinny jeans. They're the only pants that don't give me really wet ankles. Wet, cold ankles. Because they can't go over my shoe. They don't touch the ground. Anyway. You can leave us a voicemail. (laughs) 470. Tell us about your short stuff and your tall stuff. Whatever. Whatever you Whatever things have happened as a result of your height. That's our new voicemail. It's just 470. (laughs) Good luck figuring out the rest. <laughs> Just plug in random numbers, leave a voicemail, <laughs> see what happens. It's 470-465-0475. Um, I have nothing else to tell you guys. Let's see. <laughs> Are you ready for this discussion? Here we go. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this for a Me while. Too. And it's a question that we get fairly often. That's a theme I hope you guys are picking up on. In general, um, sometimes we answer listener questions, but more often than not, I I amass listener questions and then find a theme. <laughs> right. Here's a, here's a theme to all these questions. That's what we will talk about. Um, but I wanted to talk about judging today. Not like, uh, don't judge me, but like really and not like who wore it best no definitely not that but just really that this is something we are so bad at <laughs> so many of us so bad at um making righteous judgments and i believe that scripture has given us directions for how to judge and we must heed them This is nothing new. You guys have heard all of this from us before. But more specifically, we, I think, you know, you probably have a penchant for falling off into one of these, either the ditch on either side. Right. uh, Which is where you do not judge with righteous judgments. Um, Which means you do not think there is any behavior or character qualities that would indicate you indicate to you like basically you can't read 
anyone's fruit. Like you just don't know. Right. Uh, you can't make any judgments. You right. never have the full story. So you never can. Right. Make, no, I can't like, know anything about this person right. as yeah. they're like stabbing a kitten. Right. I don't know. Maybe he had a bad day. You know, that person. Judge that- The person that that just stops after judge not. Right. So right. that's one ditch. Or the other ditch, I think, is becoming the self-appointed fruit inspector of the whole world based on information you don't even have, but you think you have. Right. Um, because you're just full of the most righteous judgments that anyone's ever had the pleasure Which of. makes sense that you would appoint yourself something of something. <laughs> right. If that's how you are. As you should. <laughs> As you should, if that's if who you, you are. If you really are the best person ever you will probably be appointing yourself. Right. (laughs) So I think, you know, we grew up hearing judge not the world says, Mm -hmm. you know, judge not. And this is, this is old. This is an old tired argument. If you're our age, you've been hearing that for so long that it doesn't even mean anything to you anymore. Um, But I I had a thought, which was that essentially if you, um, I think that 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 famous passage in Matthew 7 where Christ is giving us directions on how to do this properly, uh, I'm not saying this at all in, I think, either one of those ditches. I think that there's a big neon sign there that says, in order to judge rightly, you have to have already removed the log from your eye, which means that you are busy judging yourself right with righteous judgments you are being a righteous fruit inspector of thine own self um because really if you can't inspect your own new shirt righteous fruit inspector of thine own self (laughs) righteous fruit inspector self-appointed righteous fruit inspector on the back it's like i have so much fruit (laughs) It's all dead. Anyway. And none of you do. And nobody yeah. else does. I have all the it's fruit. It's just me. If you're wondering why I'm the fruit inspector, it's because I'm the only one that's right. good. That has the fruit. That's growing <laughs> the fruit. Um, so when Jesus said judge not, he wasn't actually saying you can never judge. Because it was judge not. It wasn't like judge not, period, end of story. Like this is the end of the teaching. He was giving this warning to say you need to take care how you judge others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he talks about having that log in your own own eye. Now, he didn't say not to care about the speck in your brother's eye. Right. He he basically, he says, like, yeah, if there's, a har- if there's something harmful, if there's a sin that your brother's engaging in, you have to be able to righteously judge that it's a sin and how to address it and you have that cut that takes discernment and it takes all kind of biblical wisdom um but it's like yeah you do have to examine yourself and we talked about this i think as well when we were talking about forgiveness of just like when do i this is all about righteous judgments when can i let love cover a sin right when do i just assume the best when do i say nothing it's almost as though we need to constantly be judging, be judging. <laughs> almost as though. Um, well, so I was thinking about this. It just in the context of um, 
<clears throat> there have been times historically, I think, where uh, that was more, it was important and it was obvious that someone's behavior or their fruit indicated their character. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this because uh, we have a we have a real problem um, with that <laughs> in our culture. Right. We uh, well, we uh, first of all, most people don't have a foundational objective judgment system. Right. right? And isn't that really the topic of this yeah. episode, which mm-hmm. is that there there is a proper way. Mm-hmm. It's not that there is no way to judge but there is a proper way and honestly what got me thinking about it was seeing people all over the internet being like telling their stories just at length five half a million people telling their story of how they escaped their narcissistic abuser Mm -mm. um and I'm certainly not I'm certainly not saying that anyone who has been abused legitimately deserves that. But what I'm saying is we have we we have a country full of women that are picking men that are obviously not full of good character mm. because we have taken don't judge so far to the point where nothing Nothing is reliable. Nothing deserves evaluation <laughs> or judgment. Right. And then ultimately, like, even if someone, depending on who you're talking about, maybe something happened and that justifies why they did this. Or maybe they're just, mm. look, mm-hmm. it, it really, it really touches on the whole, like, be kind because you never know what, what? someone else is going through. Right. And it's like, okay, yes, that's true. But should we leave it at that? How mm. about there are behaviors that you can protect yourself from. Mm-hmm. There used to be a time mm-hmm. that um, a man running around and sleeping with every woman mm-hmm. meant he was not marryable. Mm-hmm. No longer. That doesn't matter anymore. Right. Um, and I think that what you see, our culture is a prime example mm-hmm. of, of um, so lack of judgment or lack of discernment, especially righteous judgment or discernment. Mm-hmm. Leading to um, serious, grave, sometimes mm-hmm. consequences. Again, not saying you deserve everything. Sometimes there's deception or whatever. But this is just what made me think about this topic. Is that you are well within your rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you just want to keep it on this specific topic. Like if if a if a single woman came to you... And said, like, what should I look for in a marryable guy? Mm-hmm. You would say this, this, and this. And mm-hmm. then you would say, watch his behavior in church. Uh-huh. How is he with kids? Right. How is he with your parents? Mm-hmm. The ho- The point is that there is a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. in righteous judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't hate it like the world does. <laughs> And the world hates the consequences of poor judgment also, by the way. Right. And they blame systemic and institutional right. stuff for that. When right. really it's their own decisions that have gotten them to the place that they are. Right. Um, but I don't know. It was just, it's so interesting to me um, how far we've gone with just like nothing means, 
nothing means anything. Right. Including the fact that you showed me all these red flags about yourself. And now and I ignored I, them all. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, it sh- <laughs> but then there's also, it shows that there's no training happening. Right. No one is training people Mm-mm. how to properly mm-hmm. assess behavior, mm-hmm. how to look at character. Mm-hmm. We don't, nobody has character anymore. Like, right. I'm not saying I'm not saying we're lacking in character. I'm saying our culture does not care. Doesn't even about care about character. It. Right. Doesn't even cultivate or put a price on. Oh, this person is a person of good character. Right. Like your name used to mean a lot, and now it's like. Well, yeah, we want it to mean a lot, but does it really? And we right. make excuses for it. And I think, like you're saying, how people act does tell you something about them. Right. How people behave should tell you something about them. But we do live in a time where it's like, well, you know, like you said, she went through a lot or he went through a lot or this. And we make excuses for people because I think it's it goes back to we don't believe in sin. Right. Like we don't believe that sin is an actual thing. We have psychologized everything so far to death that we're just like, well Well, or sometimes someone does one thing mm-hmm. and then we're like mm-hmm. cancel them. Right. Cancel them. That right. one tweet. Right. And so we just have this totally backwards view mm-hmm. of how to view other people and what mm-hmm. they do and what that means about who Mm-hmm. They are spiritually. Right. And it has to start with um, the starting point has to be who are we before God? If right. you want to understand and look around and judge righteously, you have to understand who you are before God and who God is, that he is the standard and that what he has said is what makes something right and good mm-hmm. and just. And we have to be slow. I do think we do need to be slow to we have to be especially slow to pronounce guilt. Um, we have to totally just completely throw hearsay out of your life. Just right. be like, you know what? That's hearsay. Mm-hmm. Here's how much weight I'm going to put on this hearsay. It's none. It's none right. weight. Yeah. It is so important to be honest with yourself about not actually knowing something. Right. You may even like almost know it and you would maybe even bet on the fact that it's right, but it is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, would mm-hmm. you, would you believe that honesty and truth would <laughs> go hand in improve hand. your life and <laughs> just be, <laughs> but yeah, that's super, that is a huge, huge, that's if you're looking for something day to day to do to improve yeah. righteous judgment, Yeah, you should need to be able to tell yourself, be I slow. don't actually know that. Be slow. We're not, what we are saying is that you can make righteous judgments. Mm-hmm. We would not say the best righteous judgments are made really quickly. Yeah. there ha- You have to be willing to be patient and observe over time and actually have evidence. Hearsay is not evidence. Allegations are not evidence. Um, evidence that's scant. Like you said, like I heard this one thing or I mm-hmm. saw this one, this one person did this one thing this one time. Therefore. Right. Um, and so it is a it is a fine line, and it is something you need to be able to observe a lot of because you're right. Everybody's tweeted something dumb. Everybody said something they would like to take back. Is that the whole of what you can know about a person? Right. No. Now, I would say on the flip side of that, if you know that this person gets online or to their friends or at school or whatever and lies every 
single day and gets caught lying every single day. And they make it their business to lie about people every single day. You can make a judgment. Right. You That is, if that is something that this is the, this person's habit. If anything, and here's, here's why we, I don't know if we freak, I don't know why like we've, it freaks us out so much to make judgments like that because sometimes the the conclusion of your judgment is just like I'm not going to associate with that person. It's not right. cataclysmic. It's just like right. I'm not <laughs> right. no I'm not right. I'm going to unfollow this person. I am right. going I'm to not gonna be involved with this person. I'm not going to tell this person my deepest darkest secret and or never even know. Right. That you, you, you have don't have to make it a big deal about them. Right. Yeah. You don't have to make it a big deal. It doesn't have to be like, hey, everybody, here's this horrible person who obviously breaks the ninth commandment every day and isn't a Christian. And I need you all to know. Right. Um, you don't have to do that. Now, you know, I think Titus Titus 3 does say to warn a divisive person once and then after that have nothing to do with them. Right. So they're in and, you know, the New Testament does name people. But overall, in general, can you... Be gracious by putting your putting distance between yourself and this person who clearly is unrep- in unrepentant sin. Well, it depends on how close they are. Right. Um, but if you can, I think that you should. And I do think that we should have an eye, if this is a brother or sister in Christ, mm-hmm. towards restoration. Yes. We should have an eye towards uh, reconciliation, restoration, um, and, you know, the goal of confronting your brother about the speck should be that you want them to have a healthy eye. Right. Not that you want everybody to know that they have a speck. Right. Yeah. You're not removing the log from your own eye so that you can see everyone else's <laughs> right. That's speck. Not the point. <laughs> so that you can, like, I don't know. It's not like a... Like a <laughs> like a people magazine. It's not like what's going on. Right. What's going on. Oh, good. Here? Now that the log's gone, now I can just go flitter about judging. Um, But I, I do think it's a shame when people show their weak character mm-hmm. and they are not confronted in it and they're given a pass. I, I, I think that it's a sh- it's a shame because we do it based on like oh well this or that is happening or that you know they're just we give a free pass and it's like God's standard is holiness and right. we have to humble ourselves and live in light of that <laughs> as well um, but yeah you can judge people based on their fruit with righteous judgments as long as you're doing it in accord with the word of God and you're ready for that measure of judgment to be turned back on you. If you if you have a green check mark next to all those things, then you're probably judging righteously. Um and you know, that needs to be you need to be inspecting that fruit in your own life yourself. Right. And you need to not be afraid for others to do it to you. Right? We should welcome judgment from others in that way. If it's our brother and sister and their their aim is for the speck to come out of your eye so that your eye can be healthy, you should welcome that. You should be like, yeah, judge my fruit. What do you see in my fruit? Right. Um, I definitely don't care about strangers on the internet's judgments of my fruit, but people that I go to church with, my husband, my elders, people that know you, 
um, and love you and can actually speak into those things, like you should welcome that kind of judgment and you should want to have the kind of character that can stand up to that kind of scrutiny and you should strive, you should strive for that. Right. Yeah. And not hide from that scrutiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Allow, be, be open and be in a position where you can be held Mm -hmm. accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's an important part of like, it's good. It's good to practice righteous judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, because then you can judge your judgment <laughs> and ensure that it's righteous. Like even when, so like you're even talking about like seeing someone who lies regularly, even being able to judge and discern, like, how should I handle this? What is the right way to handle this? Um, yeah. I mean that, like you said, that just goes along with like um, self government and mm-hmm. regulation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that uh, I maybe this episode is just all me to say that I it's all me saying that I want to return to a time where we can, and I I guess maybe this because this is sort of where the thought came from, but yeah, I just keep thinking like relationships between young single people, mm. and and just I don't know. Obviously, it's not something I think about much anymore (laughs) sure i'm sure there was a time when it um but i just i just think that like we should be able to we should be able to look at our friends we should be able to look at our spouses and confidently say like i have i have seen fruit Mm -hmm. i have seen courage honesty Mm -hmm. patience Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen you not keeping record of wrongs. I have seen you serving others. And I will say on that note that sometimes if you have not seen any fruit, it's not because there's none there, but it's because you weren't willing to see it. Right. Also, if you don't see any fruit, my absolute unrecommend for the episode, which so many women tend to do, <laughs> is to marry that person anyway <laughs> and work to make them have fruit. <laughs> yeah, man, you are not you are not the Holy Spirit. I mean, what a salient warning. Yes, right. You... Well, in a t- when you're talking about judgment, yeah, you are not the Holy Spirit. You aren't God. It's a super rep- important reminder. Right. But I don't want to go so far where we say that nothing means anything. Like you right. continually being abusive to X, Y, and Z. Right. You, and I'm like, I just don't think that's the ditch that we fall into. No, I think the ditch that m- the vast majority of us are falling into now is we have put such little value on assessing and analyzing our own personal holiness and growth that. We don't want that to be looked at, so we encourage everyone not to look at anybody else's. We don't want right. we don't want our lack of production to be judged. So we are so happy to just say oh, to I've, either judge everyone else's or to encourage not judge no anyone. judgment at all. Right. 
um, as a way to get out of responsibility for our apathy, which is just sin at that point. Right. And so my concern is far more for um, are we being, we should be relentless in our own pursuit of holiness and growth. And oh, some people got so excited because you were like, we should be relentless. <laughs> some people that were listening were like, to judge others and make sure. <laughs> no. And our own, fr- and checking your own fruit and asking God to weed out all of your sin. We should be relentless in that. We should be busy assuming the best of others while at the same time not being blind. Assuming the best, which is something we talk about a lot, Mm -hmm. is not, oh, look at that man beating his wife. I bet he didn't mean to. Just had a bad headache today. That is not assuming the best. That's stupidity. That's foolishness. We don't, being a Christian isn't closing your eyes and sticking your fingers in your ears and going, la, 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 I can't see anybody's sin. That's not, not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that person that you see lying every day, have they been lying every day? Are they an unrepentant liar? Why do you believe they're a Christian? And maybe you have an answer. Why do you believe they're lies? Maybe you have an answer for that. Right. I don't know what it is. And I'm certainly not defending your answer if it's stupid. But (laughs) maybe you have an answer for that. And you know what? Christians can fall into unrepentant sin for a time. Mm-hmm. It will end, though. Right. Here's the thing. It will end. Yes. So when you approach that brother or sister who is just lying, 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 you approach having uh, checked your own speck, the own log in your eye, mm-hmm. uh, you approach with the goal of restoration. You pray for that. But what you don't do is treat someone who is unrepentant sin as if everything's just fine and it'll all work out okay right. because that's not how sin works i don't know his heart like yeah you do he's got a lying right. heart right yes you do don't marry the lying heart right like don't say you don't know someone's heart if they're angry every day and constantly losing their patience every day and that's, that is who they are. They are impatient and they are angry. Don't be like, well, I don't know. I don't know if he's impatient and angry. No. If you saw him be impatient right. and angry every single day as a matter of life, you can, with a righteous judgment, say this person is impatient and angry. Mm-hmm. And it would be foolish for you not to. Right. So don't do that. But also, are you impatient and angry every day? Mm-hmm. Is that something you've assessed? Is that something you're considering? Because you might not be on the outside, but are you on the inside? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that that's, they're used to, in a time where self-government and self-assessment was more common, was when you see um, an emphasis on looking at other people Mm -hmm. to determine what their character was. Let's bring that back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just go read Matthew 7. It's better than what we just said. But regardless, pray for pray for wisdom and discernment. Yeah. Pray that you would have eyes to see. Pray that you can pray that you are 
that you have not allowed the speck in your eye to grow into a log and then get busy slowly judging with a righteous judgment. Mm. And that I think that's just something that we'll all grow up into, especially if we're in the word and we're in prayer. Yep. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Monday, whatever day it is for you. Okay. If you want to leave us a voicemail, our number is just 470 now. So good luck with that. (laughs) You can support us at Patreon. Go back to previous episodes to maybe... (laughs) If you want to, <laughs> you can support us at patreon.com slash theologians. Just kidding. Our voicemail is 470-465-0475. Buy yourself a t-shirt at shopsheologians.com. And we will see you next week. See ya.